0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Matt. And tonight is just the two of us on this, I guess, special Christmas Eve episode of the go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. Yay! Yeah, go go santa go jesus yeah something. yeah christmas eve, eve yeah so if you didn't hear in our last episode we kind of went deep into what we expected to see from the miami team that tech will face thursday afternoon in the independence bowl so we're not going to cover that too much on this episode even though that's still i guess technically in the future but we will touch on it a little bit but just if you want an actual in-depth detail about that game maybe go back and listen to last week's episode because in this episode we're going to be mostly focusing on the basketball team that way if things don't quite go right thursday (laughs) we have at least something to fall back on
1: well let's hope so
0: yeah so going into conference play because tech wrapped up their final non-conference opponent um when they played southern new orleans this past saturday december 21st uh they ended the out-of-conference schedule with a record of nine and three which somehow still feels like a trigger warning of a nine and three record but yeah that that that's how i feel about it too (laughs) just hearing nine and three even though that's it drives me back to 2012 every time indeed but those losses to some of the best teams tech faced uh their losses were to Crichton, who ken palm ranks 47th in the country indiana which has the 34th rank and sam houston state which i guess was the kind of question mark (laughs) loss but even they're yeah. 166th. Like, that's not, that seems like a pretty big number. But when we played teams like North Alabama, that's number 282nd in the country, or North sure. Carolina Central, that's 325th, or two teams that don't even have numbers by their name in Southern New Orleans and Wiley College, uh, Sam Houston State was one of the better teams we played.
1: Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, uh, what's the ranking of Mississippi State who we ended up prevailing over?
0: Yeah, Mississippi State right now, and this is Kempom, so not the net mm-hmm. rankings, which are kind of used more for the the tournament placing but ken palm ranks them 61st so Uh still Uh yeah Uh, That would have been the third toughest team we've played so far. Indiana and Creighton were above them. Well, at least we came out in victory. We don't play another team on the schedule that's ranked higher. The only team that's in in double digits rather than triple digits that we play for the rest of the year is in Western Kentucky. (laughs) Well, And that's an away game, and that's not ideal. But looking at Ken Palm and what they predict for each game, they have Tech at 77th in the country, and they don't have us losing another game outside of Western Kentucky. Uh, That's pretty insane. And... It's always when you have a against, let's say UAB, just to pick. I would say a random team, but my eyes are, are always Blazers? drawn to the Blazers. I to hate those you, darn but Blazers. We play them at Birmingham. Ken Palm gives up a fifty-eight percent chance to win, and with a final score prediction of sixty-seven to sixty-five, uh, uh, that's that's a barely win. And that's if the score is only decided by two points in the prediction, you really have no idea how that game's actually going to end up. Uh, kind of
1: a toss-up right there.
0: So. It's one thing to say, Oh yeah, tech is only not favored in one game for the rest of the year, but it's another yeah, to actually win those games.
1: Yeah, and the USA, I'm, you know, looking at the uh, the basketball in KUSA right now, uh you know, they have us right up at the top with FIU. But there I mean, there seems to be a lot of a, a lot of potential fair teams in kusa this year. So I think it's gonna be a little bit more competitive than uh what you're reading from there. I think it'll actually be a little tougher for the Bulldogs to win some of these games.
0: But uh at the time being, it seems like they could run the table. Especially because again that one team that they're not favored against, Western Kentucky, their leading player, Charles Basie or Bass Bassey um historically bad at names on this show but Basset. Basset, we'll go with that <laughs> yeah. Charles charlie basse yeah um, he, uh, i guess i shouldn't make fun of his name too much because he's out for the year um yeah. but like losing their best player hasn't shown up in stats or where they're rated yet because he had such an impact last year and this year that western kentucky may not be as strong of a team as they seem to be at the beginning of the year on paper at least and that's a game even Ken Palm only predicts as a two-point loss and so it's very easy to be optimistic and say there's not a game on the schedule that tech can't win because that's true. Like we're not sure. It's are We're not going to win all these. Like that's, that it feels outrageous to even claim that, Oh yeah. Tech is going around the table, but there's not a, Oh yeah, this is a loss. Like in football. If no, gonna- not really. There's no like Texas on this Ross on this schedule. No, no, no,
1: no, not at all. I mean, I think the the Goliaths schedule have already been passed up. So uh, I do want to do a long callback to when we were all kind of predicting the football season. A lot of us thought that I thought they would get out with very, uh, and we ended up doing much better until some unfortunate series of incidents <laughs> happened. Uh, but yeah, I feel I I don't know. I'm kind of worried now that I've said out loud that Tech might run the table. Watch them lose every single game by two points or less. Uh, yeah
0: and even ken palm which again predicts tech to win every game but one they have a chance (laughs) of unbeaten record here down at the bottom do you want to guess what the percentage chance is that tech does not lose another game
1: 17 (laughs) (laughs) percent. (laughs)
0: 1.1
1: my god
0: because that's everything adds up when everything is mostly a coin flip add a few like southern miss we play them away and then home back to back which is weird but to play at Hattiesburg, that's a 76% chance to win, and then to come back at home, that's 91. But the odds that we win both is above, yeah, five, is above 50%, high. but not, but not anywhere close to 100% either. It's it's likely that we win both those games, but only barely. Well, you... it
1: sounds oh, right, but it sounds like again, Kusa could be a little bit more competitive. Well, I guess they're giving credit it being a little bit more competitive but it's kind of a toss-up right now uh, you don't really know how to gauge his ability to play against division rivals whenever it's just out of conference play so there's no way of knowing what's going to happen uh, kind of like we talked about in one of the first podcasts before the start of the football season you're not really going to know what you're working with until you have a sample size and right now we don't have any sample size of them in KUSA this year so after these first couple of games we might have an idea of where we stand but that being said i don't see any reason why they can't
0: run the table and that is one thing i like about basketball and something i like more about baseball and if you can't tell baseball is probably my favorite sport is because spoiler alert yeah (laughs) there's so much more sample size that goes into baseball stuff and football you play a 12 game season and that's supposed to determine who the best team is when that just doesn't feel like enough and basketball gets closer and i think baseball does a good enough job to actually say no look this team is actually good
1: well it's a lot like that in soccer too or football for our international listeners i know we have a lot uh, <laughs> uh it's a uh, football or soc- soccer i'll just say soccer uh, in soccer it's uh at least in europe it's a 38 game season and it's about a point system where i know in baseball it's 102 games in the majors and that is just <laughs> that's a massive sample size to see where your team stands and then you go to the playoffs you think are the best always end up losing and then yeah. inexpl- inexplicably the nationals win by winning every away game series
0: yeah i'm not going to complain about that Uh, Of course. But (laughs) I say as I'm two blocks away from the stadium where the Uh, Nationals play right now. But still, the idea is that by the end of the year, you generally have a good idea of who the best team is because you play enough games to where that kind of... Teams have good nights, they have bad nights, but if you play enough nights, eventually you understand the actual talent of a team, not just who's hot at what time. And then, of course, the tournament always just takes whatever the hottest team is and sends them to the tourney, which is annoying, but how every major sport works, so I get it.
1: Yeah, but I think that that's a really good point to speak to like in football the game is so physically demanding it's just impossible to have a 100 new football game yeah as no, much fun I, as, as much fun as that sounds yeah I' I'm,
0: uh, I'm not I'm not criticizing the NCAA or any other kind whoa, of
1: whoa whoa yeah <laughs> they're they're completely
0: infallible and nothing they do is ever wrong there you but go. but still it's it's a you never really know what happened if we played 150 football games
1: <laughs> <there'd> jaymar's be... <laughs> arm falls off
0: <laughs> <laughs> multiple people are missing limbs at that point
1: it's like mr bones's wild ride on roller coaster tag yeah you just you just want to get off the end but uh yeah i i think that uh, I know that we're getting into conference play a week. From, I think it's a week from today, right? Against Southern Miss away.
0: Yes, Monday, December thirtieth, New Year's Eve. <laughs> okay, yes, New Year's <laughs> Eve. And uh, what's really
1: cool this year, at at least, and I'm sure a lot of our lists are also uh, ESPN Plus members. If they went with that big package deal on Disney Plus, but so for the rest of their schedule, only two games will not be on ESPN Plus, which is awesome. I absolutely yeah. love that.
0: Yeah, I am going to miss one of the highlights of. CUSA TV was that it was always Dave Nitz calling the home games. Oh my! It was goodness. just patched in the radio feed. So fabulous. I will miss that. But the video production of ESPN Plus has been higher than Kusa So take the good with the bad. I
1: didn't know that Nitz was doing my the play by play call on Kusa. Uh, Q- that's amazing.
0: Oh, so the fun part about that because uh, I know a lot of people weren't willing to pay 10 or 12 bucks a month for CUSA.tv and I probably shouldn't have given them my money anyway. But oh, well, uh, I'm I'm only so strong. But my one of my favorite parts about that is when they go to commercial. On like the broadcast, or for the like for the radio broadcast, they go to commercial. They don't actually cut the mics for Kusa TV, so you hear d- Nitz and and anybody else just talking <laughs> over that's the mics. Just,
1: that's, that's fabulous.
0: Uh, one of the games they didn't they couldn't have nits come out because the football game was at the same time, and the guy they had right. doing the basketball game he was just talking about Rustin High football because he was excited <laughs> about what they were doing at the moment. So yeah, that's something for two. And then also just Kusa in general, not just CUSA TV. If we take a look at the conference, it feels weird, but tech is ranked at the top of the conference in most places. I've mentioned Ken Palm a few times. Ken Palm has tech first in the conference right now. Right. Again, ranked at 77th. And uh Western Kentucky, I think, is ninety-third, and then no one else is in single digits there. Uh Massey ratings has tech at 89th, which is lower, and western Kentucky at second at one hundred and fifth, and then it goes all the way down to middle Tennessee, which is two hundred and seventy fourth.
1: So yeah, I mean when you when you start, you know, dropping numbers like that, and like KUSA isn't very competitive whatsoever. Uh, I haven't checked uh, out-of-conference uh, schedules of these other teams. I don't know who their wins are against or who their losses is against, uh, but to be ranked that highly, at least comparatively to Ups, is reassuring, so it sounds like we yeah. got something to look forward to.
0: And the good thing about basketball, unlike football, is you win your conference. You're, you you win your conference. Conference, conference, that too, and you're in the big show. In football, you have to have a strong conference yeah. to support you to get into any kind of playoff situation. Right. But looking at where Conference USA ranks, they're the 13th Division One conference, uh, and that's Ken Palm's number there too. So it's not a straight up record versus other schools. But like Big Ten is number one, Big Twelve is number two goes on conference USA is number 13 Sun Belt is 16 but there are 32 conferences that make up division one basketball and so conference nice. USA is in the top half barely but still in a slightly above average basketball conference yeah but, but uh, that's probably we, not good enough to no. get a second team in <laughs> no no And we'll talk about this more. We talked about in the past, too, the whole the pod schedule that comes out at the end of the year where the last four games of the season are against the top four teams play each other again just to kind of give themselves a a net or RPI boost. But the only way that a second conference USA team makes it in the tournament now is if Tech like runs the table and then loses in the semifinals or finals of the tournament, which that's never happened before. <laughs> Let's not do this, <laughs> please. The second the second part of that sentence. But I mean, uh. that's that's really the only way that happens. And that's been true in the past too. But there hasn't been a team in Conference USA that, that stood out and say, hey, look, we're a good enough team, even outside of our conference. And if Tech had beaten Stephen F. Austin or uh, Sam Houston State, sorry, and maybe one of Creighton or Indiana, maybe that's enough to say, hey, look, this team is very good no matter what happens in the tournament if they do well enough in conference play. But if tech is the best KUSA has right now and tech has only looked all right, like it still doesn't feel like we're watching the best, basketball team we've seen in rustin in the no. past decade it's still a little concerning going into conference play and especially when we get to the the tournament which is again i guess trigger warning there it feels like a oh no how are we going to mess this up this time
1: where is the conference uh attorney this year i believe
0: it's in frisco again
1: okay yeah it's because i uh it was in birmingham at one yes yes those bad
0: those bad times um it was in it was... el paso a year f- before that uh, yeah, I remember. before that tech was in the whack and it was in las vegas every year i remember that very well anyway yeah frisco is a a great location for us and it, it works out well but you never know what happens it's the same thing with mlb playoff baseball a second ago the whole idea of, of baseball is you just got to get into the playoffs and then you never know what happens like the yeah. nationals were not the best team in, in, in no. baseball last year they just no. got hot at the right time and that's how playoffs work and that's how tournaments work
1: that's why a lot of people over don't understand the uh how organized sports work in the united states and i get it because in europe in the basketball league in the soccer league it's a cumulative point total at the end of the season there are no playoffs yeah and I think that that sounds pretty great. I and mean, if we, <laughs> it'll I mean, that's how happen.
0: AP and stuff. That's how national titles used to be decided before right. we had the BCS and before we had the playoff system.
1: And the argument there is, it's at the end of the season. It's about the body of work. It's not about getting hot in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, um, I do want to turn this into looking at what Tech has done so far this year yeah. and and how they look going into to conference play itself um, when the games actually kind of matter. I've always kind of argued that it doesn't really matter that we beat Mississippi State, even though it feels very good because it's not going to buy us a second. Like we have to win the tournament no matter really what. Right. The only way that we get in without winning the tournament is for a lot of things to go right. And that goes beyond beating Mississippi State. At the same time, it feels like I'm not trying to diminish the win there. Or diminish the loss to Sam Houston State or whatever, but it feels like every year I get less and less excited about auto conference basketball. Other than like preseason is what it feels like to watch the players progress and see where they stand going into conference play. Like right. I guess we are right now. Here we are. Yeah, and so looking at the team, Ken Palm is very great at advanced stats. And so if you're a big old nerd like me, you love it. Um, And it's worth the like two bucks a month or whatever it is for all their uh, statistical analysis. But there are a few places that the Bulldogs stand out and not in a great way. And it probably doesn't take all these advanced stats to notice. And the first one is free throw percentage. Offensively, Tech is shooting the ball at 66.5% from the free throw line. So basically two thirds of the time they take a free throw shot, they make it right. That is 270th in the country.
1: That's very, very bad.
0: Um, somehow, on they also monitor defensive free throw percentage, so how often teams make free throws against you. Okay. And that's somehow lower. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> in okay. a play, you can't play defense on because you have to stand behind a line. Tech has <laughs> only allowed a 62.5% free throw shot percentage.
1: <laughs> that's the, you can, that is the silliest statistic. <laughs> you can't measure that. That's not a comp- That's not a competitive
0: statistic. No, but what that tells me, though, is that the teams we played have not been very good at free throw percentage. Not we that we sucked. defended well against no, it, right? Because no. there's we, nothing you can do.
1: We just wanted it more.
0: And that, and we talked about this after the Mississippi State game. Mississippi State did not do well at the free throw line. I don't have that stat in front of me, but they shot worse than Tech did, and Tech did not have a very good night. And so just... some of this 9-3 and huh. record and some of the close games that we've played, which it's not a lot of them. We've played some bad teams and blown them out bad. But Indeed. there have been some games that, that have been close And the only reason why we may have walked away with a win is because we shot bad from the free throw line, but they shot worse.
1: Well, I'll take it.
0: Yeah. Another place where the Bulldog basketball team really doesn't stand out or at least looks bad is block percentage. Looking at that on defense, the amount of shots that we block. So 5.1% of the time the opponent takes a shot we block it Ugh. the average is 8.9 so that doesn't sound like that big of a difference but 5.1 block percentage is 328th <laughs> in the country that's horrible that is i don't actually know how many teams there are here but that's that's gonna <laughs> be like dead last it
1: has that's horrible yeah no that's and we and don't play
0: we never played big right we never really had the bigs to go no, in there and,
1: no not really
0: and the the people that we brought in andrew gordon the guy from west virginia Who was six ten and was supposed and we brought in to be this domineering presence under center or under the hoop, hasn't really shown to be a just immediately join the team and ball out, which is fair because he's got a whole new system to learn. He's got every like it's 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 not as easy as plug and play, but his height has not been the advantage that we had hoped it would be. And Mo Muhammad has played great, but he's also six foot seven and he's much better on offense than he has been on defense, at least to the naked eye.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised at that, uh, you know, cause I watch a lot more NBA than a college ball. So when I hear heights like six, seven, I'm thinking, oh, he's like shooting guard. <laughs> and, uh, and no, that that's absolutely wrong. He is, uh, I think that he is a power forward they have so, him, or small the- forward.
0: On the roster, he's listed as a power forward. Ken Palm is very good at charting who's at the one, who's at the two, and so right, on. Right. Muhammad has played in the last five games. Sixty-three percent of the time, he's played it from the five or from the center spot.
1: Interesting. At that height, too, which is which is just ridiculous.
0: But it's also so he's six foot seven. Powell is six foot eight. Stacey Thomas is also six foot eight, and then Gordon is six foot ten. And those are the tallest players we have on the team. Right. Well, I mean and Daquan Bracey is in at 5 foot 11 if you want some sort of reference
1: <laughs> and he is uh are all he's honestly he's kind of balling out I think he leads in scoring or average uh average
0: points per game I think he kind of I think he leads to- I think so too I'm to- sure <laughs> yeah I, I'm lost in the advanced stats of, of Ken Palm right now who doesn't oh, have the oh points God. per game but it has the offensive rating and percentage of possession and all the other stuff.
1: Well, it says I mean, I what I have up on ESPN has heating in uh minutes per game, points per game. Uh so he's killing it.
0: Yeah, he he is killing it. But so this was mentioned during the game against uh not Suno, but the game before it against uh North Carolina Central. Or maybe actually no, it was against ULL. Uh against the in the game against the Cajuns. I, I had the radio broadcast up because I was uh I was on a flight and my flight got delayed so I had a little extra time to to listen to the radio a bit and Daquan Bracey has struggled from the free throw line. And we've talked about how bad tech has been from that line, yes. And other some players have been better than others, like Caleb Ledo is 12 for Lado, <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Caleb Lego is 12 for 13, which is 92.3%. That's that's right. great. Archibald is 24 for 26. All right, so Bracey has shot 23 free throws on the season. Matt, try to guess how many he's made 11 lower.
1: Oh my goodness! Nine
0: lower. She's made Seven? eight.
1: Oh my! Oh,
0: crazy. he shot thirty-four point eight percent from the line. Apparently, in practice, they've tried things like having him shoot with the other hand. Also, on free throws, you can back up a little bit from that line as long as you're in that semicircle. You can be anywhere within that. They've in practice practiced moving him around in there, seeing what works, what doesn't. I think it's the yips as someone who's had the yips trying to spell our website and Twitter handle. But that's something that if tech is going to run the table or even get close, that has to be cleaned up. Because right now, if Tech is up by five points at the end of the game, you don't want Bracy in the game no, because no. you need the free throw shots.
1: Yeah, that's horrible. Like, And he's a senior, too. So I don't really understand how he's gotten this far in his career shooting so poorly in the free throw line. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Hang in there, though,
0: Yeah. So his freshman year, the 2016-2017 season, he shot 65.4%. Uh, his sophomore year was 63%. His uh, junior year, he was 62.6%. And then this year, he's 35%. He's gradually got worse the past three years. And then this year, it's just cut in half. And this is a small sample, right? We talked about sample size early. He's only attempted 23 shots. Last year, he was 131 shots. And so, (sighs) I mean, we're early in the year. But that's a huge concern right now.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's very, very bad. And uh, again, I'm not really sure how he's gotten this far with those numbers. But uh,
0: hopefully, it'll improve. Yeah. And then also, we focused on this after the same Houston State game, because we recorded the podcast that week right after that game. Oh, but something boy. that Tech did not do well was keep the turnovers from happening.
1: Yeah, that seems that seems to not be good at all this year, period. Because what I have pulled up on ESPN is, uh, I mean, it, the turnovers are not so bad, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. So Massey tracks something called non-steal turnovers, so basically just when you pass the ball and it goes out of bounds or you pass the ball to the wrong player, like like the the mistakes that aren't caused by the other team being good, but by you just being, I guess, incompetent or, or whatever, <laughs> like non-forced turnovers. So not when uh-huh. like in football, if a corner jumps a really good route and does, has a really nice play, that's a turnover. But when you just throw the ball to the defender, that's a non-forced <laughs> turnover. Sure. And so right now, Tech is a non-steal turnover percentage of uh, 10.8%. So on about one out of 10 drives, the tech has the ball. So tech turns the ball over and it's not a steal. Sure. So that's not, that's not a missed shot. That's like a ball goes out of bounds or or, or just a bad play or whatever. Uh, that's 215th in the country. The average is 10.4. So we're right around that average uh, non-steal turnover percentage number. So it's it's we're on the wrong side of average. But that same Houston State really put that under a microscope because we lost that game due to two things. Yeah. F- field goals and turnovers.
1: Yeah. So you're saying we have a chance to take down Kansas.
0: We always have a chance to take down Kansas. Anyone has a chance to take down Kansas. Um, but yeah, so against same Houston State, we lost that game. Tech turned the ball over 21 times against Indiana, which, again, was that probably the That's best such. team that we played or second best team. We turned the ball over 20 times. Tech lost by 13, which is significant. But that was a game Tech never really left. Like they, they were in it the entire way until the end. But l- turning the ball over 20 times against a good team is not going to win you any games. Yes,
1: that is out, that's outrageous how many turnovers.
0: And and until walk away a game like Indiana's the 34th best team in the country according to Campom. To Turn the ball over 20 times and only lose by 13 is actually pretty Yeah, I mean that makes you feel good about what happens when we don't turn over the ball. Imagine if there were zero turnovers. Yeah. It's a whole different Uh yes. turning to another team that as tech fans, we hold a grudge against Southern Miss because that game happens before the next episode of the podcast, at least the first one does, of the Way game in Hattiesburg. You want to preview them a little bit um they are four and four nine. and nine on the year the four teams they've beat are delta state william Care- william carey college also in hattiesburg i believe southern illinois and Tugaloo.
1: i don't even i have never heard of Tugaloo in my
0: life tech played them last year i believe so i guess i can't make fun of their schedule too much Tugaloo is in jackson mississippi which is where tech baseball will play a third of their home games next year, but whatever. Uh, But again, we talked about how Massey ranks the first up with like 300 and something schools. Delta State, William Carey, and Tougaloo are not ranked. So I don't think they're division one. I don't think so. Or if they are, they're barely. And then Southern Illinois is ranked 195th. So Southern Miss lost to South Alabama, North Florida. Iowa State, Seton Hall, Hall, Alabama, Tulane, North Florida again. They played twice and lost both times. And Texas Tech. Um, They are on a one-game winning streak, but that one-game winning streak is against Tougaloo, which I just mentioned so I could say Tougaloo a lot because Tougaloo is a lot of fun to say, Tougaloo. Toodaloo to Tougaloo. Tougaloo, galoo, galoo. Anyway, so looking at what Southern Miss looks like, they're ranked 248th in the country, according to Ken Palm. Um, Where they really stand out, though, in a bad way is they do not force a lot of free throws. They rarely get to the line for every field goal. They attempt only 17.1% of the time. Do they get to the free throw line? Oof. So they're not Well, that tells me at a very like looking at stats and judging how a team plays kind of way, which is not always accurate, but that tells me that Southern Miss shoots a lot of threes or a lot of long range jumpers at least. So get right, yeah. drive. they don't generate that contact and get to the line.
1: Yeah, no, they don't sound like a very physical team. Uh, it certainly sounds like they're definitely taking perimeter shots, and they're they're not trying to drive the lane, as you said. So, how does that play to our advantage?
0: And looking at their depth chart, the guy who plays center the most for them, his name is Tyler Stevenson. He's six foot eight. And so it seems like a very similar situation to having a six foot seven Mo Mohammed out there uh, playing the five most of the time.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's the, I realize that the BA, it's just, it seems like these guys are awfully undersized. But when, you know, Tech's guy at the five is about six seven and theirs is about six eight, I get, I mean, like, I guess that's just the norm for CUSA. I don't think it's the norm for some of the bigger conferences, but it must be for some of the lowers. I
0: mean, it's all there's only so many tall players. And I like I I wrote a thing for GoTech last year around the conference tournament about how how many like tall players there are. And it's not just as easy as saying, let's get a six foot 11 guy on the team. But also from three point Mississippi State's only 30.8%, which is 256th in the country. Um, So below average from three, uh, slightly above average from two. They shoot. 48.3% 48.3% from two actually no that's slightly below average the average is 49.1 but yeah this uh, Southern Miss does not look like a very good team but like we've seen against Sam Houston State it doesn't always take a bet the better team to win the game
1: right so I mean we're back kind of been talking about for a while now and it is that sample size we're not really going to know a lot about the CUSA until we get a little bit further the schedule so uh i mean if i'm making a prediction right now based on what i've read and paired statistically i think tech should have no problem famous last words but i think you and i can both agree that tech
0: should come away with the victory in this game yeah and basketball always feels too random to pick a score prediction because like in football there's, there's fewer scoring plays right so i don't like the idea of going through and predicting a final score but yeah i feel i feel confident enough that tech can win this game i just you never know so but it seems like a game they can win and then even more so when they play them at home in a week yeah uh
1: it's always obviously home field advantage is uh, a big deal so yeah
0: so quickly turning our attention to football all right so matt since you weren't on the show last week i'm curious what is your prediction for how this bowl game is going to go and i guess bonus points if you bring up dwayne the rock johnson
1: Well, The Rock has still not responded, or I should say Dwayne The Rock John has not responded to my offer of uh, having him rock bottom at the 50-yard line. Me as a Louisiana Tech alumnus, he as a University of Miami alumnus. I cannot DM him because his DMs are closed. Shocking. <laughs> uh, I would love to turn to a situation where we do it for charity. Uh, I have still not yet to play that card, but my time is running out, and uh, <laughs> I he he's probably in the middle of making Moana two right now or something out to Shreveport. I mean, who would want to get to Shreveport for? after christmas so rock if you're listening i know you are you coward then uh if you don't want to meet me at the 50 that's fine but no
0: the the 45 will do
1: yeah the 45 will but uh how do i force the game going if memory serves me correctly i'm fairly certain this is the first time in a long time we've played a p5 school in a bowl Uh, i know that we played illinois and we kind of you know beat them up a little bit uh, it was close at times, but we, I think we came, I don't know how much we won that game by, but we had we had a great team that you had Dixon, we had Sokol, we had a pretty good team offensively, but I don't know what Miami's overall record is. I don't know if they, under un, I mean, they must have underachieved to be in the Independence Bowl. Yeah,
0: they're in the Independence uh, Bowl, they're 6-6, six and six. You, you should know this, <laughs> as a Shreveport native. Yeah, well, I should.
1: But, uh, yeah, to be – and I kind of referenced it there. If they're in the Independence Bowl, they must be ending. So
0: yeah. uh,
1: I know that the, over the past couple of years, there have been lofty expectations of you, and they just haven't been able to live up to it. And I know that they have our old D coordinator down there as head coach still, right? Manny Diaz. Yes.
0: Uh, I don't, don't know like how Baker much –
1: I don't know how much longer that's going to last for them. I don't know how much longer those two guys will be employed by that school because there are lofty expectations you just because of how historically dominant that team was. I mean, there are some people that think that the 2001 Hurricane is the greatest college football team of all time, uh, which, I mean, we're not here to debate that. But anyway, yeah, I, don't, I just don't see, uh, I know I say this a lot, but athletically, I don't think tech athletes can match up with those fellas down in Miami. I just don't see it. Like there's, I'm sure that those guys have a lot of speed and finesse, and a lot of our guys probably going to have a hard time up with them. I don't know statistics. I don't have statistics in front of me, so I don't know how great their offense is. Uh, So I can't really speak to that, but if I'm going off my gut and the minimal amount of knowledge that I have on the Miami Hurricanes team, I still think that they'd be able to pull off a victory. I'm not saying we're going to get blown out, but I I don't see a way with that.
0: Yeah, and so last week I think I was pretty confident in Tech not because I thought Miami wasn't that great but because I I felt like Tech had more to prove uh Miami is going through and reevaluating every position basically they're treating it it felt like like a preseason game like hey just getting ready for next year uh whether we l- win or lose this game whatever we just we want to make sure we're set up for next year but one of the things while researching for the blue tech blue article i wrote this week was that they were they're a six and six team that they were one position player away from being a nine and three or ten and two team and that position was kicker um i don't wanna oh. i don't want to go over this too much and just kind of just state what i said in the article but so they played uh there were four games that they probably should have win had they had a better kicker
1: i'm looking at miami's schedule right now and of the five losses they were by seven points or less and of the only other loss they lost by 10 so that's and, and, that's nuts
0: you assume they make they win like three out of four of those games or four out of five of those games or whatever they're still probably in the orange bowl depending on which ones they win exactly uh, that's that's how close they are to a new Year's six game i still feel pretty good about who we have at kicker position versus them
1: well if that's what it boils down to i'm excited
0: yeah and again that game is thursday afternoon four eastern three central and beautiful scenic shreveport louisiana don't you dare
1: besmirch the name of the city i was born
0: in i just called it beautiful and scenic whatever demons you have about the city
1: it was the tone it was your diction (laughs) sir
0: uh, quickly, this week's tweet of the week goes to uh, LaTeX Sports Report tweet only because it's probably the largest the hardest i've laughed at twitter recently uh, <laughs> charmillionaire tweeted about tech's trophy room being empty because no kusa trophies sadness but we have a bunch of bowl trophies which is what our account tweeted with which i think was evan but whatever uh charmillionaire said that we shopped those and latex sports report tweeted <laughs> them there are the real deal oh and glad to see you guys are sticking to your recruiting strategy from the last few seasons and has a I guess photoshopped picture of a signed UAB player who was five foot nine, 180 pounds, a quarterback from Daphne, Alabama, from the Rolling Oaks Nursing Home and Rehab Center. <laughs> and looks like someone who's from the rolling oaks nursing and rehab center oh, so excellent. very good shop very good tweet is this week's kusa tweet very good uh thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the go tech please and die podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or go to our blog for more stuff that we post uh, throughout the year throughout the season throughout the whatever at gtpdd.dog and until next time i'm nathan i'm matt And go Tech. Please don't lose to Miami.
1: Please don't. Isn't Gonzaga out of D.C.?
0: Am I wrong? Uh, Georgetown is in D.C.
1: Georgetown. Where the hell is Gonzaga?
0: Indiana, I think. God. No, California.
1: California? Oh, no. We look real bad right now. It's in Spokane, Washington.
0: Yeah, it's West Coast. That's what I was thinking. And I just what assumed is- California.
1: Th- that is just the goofiest thing. Like, I don't know. Like, what it just, this is something I could have my own whole podcast on is the abnormality or the random, really good university sports team in a random place. Like I don't know anything about Rustin,
0: Louisiana.
1: Exactly, yeah. It's a rust in like Spokane, Washington or Spokane. I don't wanna offend any of our fans in the uh in the Pacific Northwest.